And I've heard you've quoted Dr. Seuss. So there Dr. are a couple, Seuss, right? there you there go. There are a couple, right. There you go. I just, actually, somebody just sent me today. Um, has anybody read my opinion in Yates? Yeah? The fish? Is a fish a tangible oh, object? Oh, right. One fish, two fish, yeah? red fish, blue fish. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue go. fish. There yeah? you go. Yeah. So somebody, you know, bec um, I've now become associated <laughs> with Dr. Seuss, and particularly one fish, two fish. Yes. At, at the end of every year when clerks ask justices to sign various things, you know, mostly justices are asked to sign photographs of themselves, and I'm asked to sign one fish, two fish. Wow. <laughs> that was Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan getting a laugh at where? A comedy club? Nope, the University of Colorado Law School, October 22nd, 2019. Well, it's the end of another Supreme Court term, and Elena Kagan is still bringing the laughs. In this episode of C-SPAN's Podcast The Weekly, we hear funny lines, snappy quips, and quick comebacks from a government official you might not expect, from a Supreme Court justice. That justice, Elena Kagan. Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan is the graduate of Princeton, Oxford, and Harvard. But based on the quality of one-liners she tells in oral arguments and their razor-sharp delivery, you might think she honed her style by moonlighting at comedy clubs. Like on December 5th, 2017, the case, Masterpiece Cake Shop. It concerned whether Colorado's anti-discrimination law violated a baker's First Amendment rights when he refused to make a wedding cake for a gay couple. Here's Justice Kagan jousting with an attorney. Well, why is there no speech in, in uh, uh, creating a wonderful hairdo? Well, it may be artistic, it may be creative, but what the court asks when there's... The makeup artist? No. What the court would ask... Quote an artist, the makeup artist. <laughs> Justice Kagan also takes jokey jabs at her colleagues, like Justice Clarence Thomas. This exchange from an October 12, 2022 oral argument. The case concerned the Andy Warhol Foundation's use of a photographer's work. I assume that um, the Orange Prince is, is, is copyright. Yes, and I think that copyright's directly at issue in this case. Um, the, let's say that um, I'm both a Prince fan, which I was in the 80s, and um, no longer. <laughs> well, <laughs> so uh, only on Thursday night. <laughs> Supreme Court oral arguments are typically a very serious matter in a very serious setting. Discussions often focus on minutiae of law. But Elena Kagan's quick wit can add humor and lightness to legal arguments, making them perhaps even enjoyable, to listen to for the witty repartee and comic relief. There are plenty of jokes about word choice, like on November 7th, 2022, a case on whether the Federal Trade Commission was violating businesses' Fifth Amendment rights. But what I would say is, I do think if you go with that simplistic, you know, I, uh, it's simplistic. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, simplistic. No, we could. I didn't like simplistic. Straightforward. If you textual, maybe. How about that? Textual. Okay. Straightforward. All of those words seem to apply. Simplistic was a bad word choice. Um, it could have been worse. It been. <laughs> More word choice wit on December fifth, twenty twenty-two. A case concerning bankruptcy code. The text has it. it the text has this blunt subject matter restriction as I've articulated it, but the context is really critical. Well, context, boy, jumping to context in a place where we've always said you need a clear statement in the text. Where is your clear statement in 363M? 
the clear statement is does not affect the validity of a sale. It's a subject matter constraint, not a procedural rule. The other statutes involve things like file your notice of appeal in 14 days or a time limit. This is not a procedural limitation. I think, I think what we've always meant when we say a clear statement about jurisdiction is something that says something like the court has no jurisdiction. <laughs> a word choice joke yet again. April 18th, 2023, a case concerning the extent to which companies must provide religious accommodations to their employees. If we're going to go down the path of trying to guess what Congress was thinking, it may very well have been that Congress felt hamstrung by this court's Establishment Clause jurisprudence and didn't feel that it could adopt a heightened standard for undue hardship. In fact, there were witnesses in both of the hearings that spoke about that very question. Can I say I, I think that that's a, a... Sorry. Go ahead. No, please. No. <laughs> You go first. Justice I mean, I, Kagan, I, I, I think that that's an unusual theory. It's good that <laughs> Justice Kavanaugh interrupted me because I would have used a different word than unusual. <laughs> the wit can also be self-deprecating. Like during a March 22, 2023 oral argument, a case on trademark law centering on a dog toy that mimics the Jack Daniels old number seven whiskey bottle. From an exchange prompted by one of Justice Kagan's colleagues, Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. Let's do it this way. What if it says Jack Daniels? That's an easier hypothetical. The, the chewy dog toy says Jack Daniels, and it it's the same that. color, size, shape, and everything. It is easy, because we would consider that to be explicitly misleading. The parody here, though, is not putting Jack Daniels on a dog toy. There is far more to it, and there is, in this case... What, what, what is there to it? What is the parody here? The parody? Yeah, because maybe I just have no sense of humor, but <laughs> what's the parody? The, the parody is multifold, but the, the testimony indicates, and it's not been disputed, that the parody is to make fun of marks that take themselves seriously. Well, I mean, you say that, but, you, you know, you make fun of a lot of marks. Doggy Walker, Dos Peros, Smella Arpa, <laughs> Canine Cola, Mountain Drool. Are all of these companies taking themselves too seriously? And you know the old saying, it's funny because it's true? Justice Kagan made an honest confession on February 21st, 2023, a case challenging the law protecting tech companies against liability for third-party content on their platforms. I can imagine a world where you're right that none of this stuff gets protection. And, you know, every other industry has to internalize the costs of its conduct. Why is it that the tech industry gets a pass? A little bit unclear. On the other hand, I mean, we're a court. We really don't know about these things. You know, these are not like the nine greatest experts on the internet. <laughs> Another funny and honest confession Justice Kagan made to an attorney on November 8th, 2022, a case on corporate jurisdiction. I'm going to make a confession. I find this court's unconstitutional conditions doctrine very difficult. You and everybody else. Um, we heard earlier from the famous 2017 case, Masterpiece Cake Shop, concerning whether Colorado's anti-discrimination law violated a baker's First Amendment rights when he refused to make a wedding cake for a gay couple. A similar case heard on December 5th, 2022, whether a Colorado anti-discrimination law violated a website designer's free speech rights because she refused to design wedding content for same-sex couples. During oral argument, Justice Samuel Leto mentioned an online Jewish dating service, 
prompting this response from Justice Kagan. Okay, an unmarried Jewish person asks a Jewish photographer to take a photograph for his J-date dating profile. Uh, is it a dating service, I gather, for Jewish people? It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe Justice Kagan will also be familiar with the next website I'm going to mention. So next, a Jewish person asks a Jewish photographer to take a photograph for his AshleyMadison.com <laughs> dating profile. I'm not suggesting that. I mean, she knows a lot of things. I'm not suggesting that. <laughs> Okay, does he have to do it? That J-Date exchange reminds us that Elena Kagan responses don't just get laughs during Supreme Court oral arguments. She has also played the Senate. Perhaps the most famous and most widely heard example of her wit was this response to South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham during her 2010 confirmation hearing. Now, um, as we move forward and deal with law of war issues, Christmas Day bomber, where are you at on Christmas Day? Senator Graham, that is an undecided legal issue, which, uh, well, I, I suppose I should ask exactly what you mean by that. I'm assuming that the question you mean is uh, whether a person who was apprehended in the United States is... No, I just ask you where you're at on Christmas. <laughs> you know, like all Jews, I was probably at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Great answer. Even Barack Obama got mileage out of that line. Here's President Obama during an August 6, 2010 White House reception for Elena Kagan, who was confirmed to the Supreme Court the previous day. After more than 80 one-on-one meetings and 17 hours of testimony, I'd say that the Senate got a pretty good look at Elena Kagan. They got a good sense of her judicial philosophy, her commitment to the rule of law, her rich understanding of our Constitution, and, of course, where she can be found on Christmas Day. <laughs> and... and here's one more venue where Justice Kagan gets laughs. Shakespeare Mock Trials. Consider this 2018 mock trial hosted by the Shakespeare Theater Company in Washington, D.C. The featured case, The Trial of Mordred, Insurrection in Camelot, based on the theater's production of Camelot. Here's Justice Kagan questioning the attorney for the Kingdom of Camelot. General, I'm just, uh, if I can just ask you a question about your general legal strategy here. Because, you know, we've heard a lot about Make America Great Again and the deep state and fake news and uh, the, the draining the swamp. And if I understand the rules of this um, event, uh, these people, they're your jury. And... Is this the right strategy for these people? (laughs) These Shakespeare-loving denizens of the District of Columbia? And now, our bonus clip. And this time, we'll also have a rare second bonus clip. Elena Kagan was nominated by a Democratic president, Barack Obama. For balance, do Supreme Court justices appointed by Republicans get laughs too? Sure! Here's Clarence Thomas, nominated by President George H.W. Bush in a December 7th, 2022 oral argument. Thank you, Uh, counsel. Justice Thomas, anything further? Uh, Actually, I don't, but I've been waiting uh, 30 years to ask him a question. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) That was good. Uh, Drum roll. (laughs) That was Chief Justice John Roberts saying drum roll. 
which takes us directly to our rare second bonus clip featuring John Roberts. In fact, back-to-back jokes told by Chief Justice Roberts, who was nominated by President George W. Bush. These two are from a May 23, 2023 speech to the American Law Institute. This is the first time uh, since pre-COVID that I've uh, given remarks uh, of this uh, extent, certainly before an audience like this. And uh, when I sat down to sketch some of these remarks out, um, it occurred to me that I'd forgotten how to go about it. Um, But then I remembered, first thing you have to do is uh, begin with a joke. Uh, So with all these lawyers present, I thought I would tell a lawyer joke. But then I remembered uh, you shouldn't tell lawyer jokes because uh, the lawyers don't think they're funny and the non-lawyers don't think they're jokes. Um, Now, I had transitioned from history to law because I also had an interview with a particular individual. Uh, I I was coming back to school uh, from home uh, and a cab from Logan Airport. uh, And the cab driver, uh, you know, asked me, said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a history major at at Harvard. And he said, well, what do you know? I was a history major at Harvard. (laughs) And that's when I decided I would give law a try. And a footnote to Justice Roberts' speech at that dinner. He was introduced by fellow Supreme Court Justice jokester Elena Kagan. That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. When the new Supreme Court term starts in the fall, listen on C-SPAN Radio. We'll continue to bring you serious oral arguments, hopefully with witty banter. And a reminder, you could do your own searches in the C-SPAN video library. Just go to cspan.org and use the search bar on top. Want more Supreme Court oral argument comedy? Here's a search tip. Go to a case and search the word laughter. You might enjoy the results. And there's no two-drink minimum. Thanks for listening, and happy searching.